Hello and welcome to Hitting the High Note. I'm your host, Kevin Cusack, and today I have a very special guest. Joining me from Australia is the front woman of the Newcastle-based band, Eat Your Heart Out. I'm joined by Caitlin Henry of Eat Your Heart Out. And how are you doing, Caitlin? Hi, uh, I'm well. Thanks for having me. Welcome. And how did Eat Your Heart Out start and why the name? So we formed um, back in 2012 when most of us were in high school. Um, We just wanted to make a band. We were from like a small country town and um, all of us just kind of had the dream of, um, you know, being in a rock band and playing shows. So, yeah, we just decided to make a band. Um, the name, we we spent a little while trying to think of a name, and this was back in 2012, so there was a lot of really um, interesting names at the time. Like, it was definitely a – there was some very bad choices on the table that I'm glad we did not go with. Um, but I think it was Dom – our bass player who suggested eat your heart out. Um, it was a reference to a dead Kennedy song, which I um, don't really listen to the dead Kennedys to be honest, but he is a big fan. So um, yeah, it was a reference to a dead Kennedy song and yeah, it just kind of stuck. And uh, I'm glad we chose it um, because some of the other names that, yeah, as I said, were on the table were very of their time. Like they would sound very, um, dated now whereas I think eat your heart out as much as we've had our ups and downs with the name like liking it and not liking it I think it's kind of it doesn't sound like it's you know tied to one era of music so it's kind of timeless in that way I suppose so yeah that's how it came about I love the name by the way oh thank you (laughs) yeah and you're releasing a new album that is coming out next month and it is called Can't Stay Forever. And tell us more about that. Yeah. So um, as you said, yeah, we've got a new record coming out in September. Um, It's our second album. So our last record, uh, like the last music we put out was in May, 2019. So it's been a little while um, since we've had anything new out. Um, it was recorded the end of last year, like November, December, 2021. Um, it got pushed back a couple of times because of obviously COVID, um, and lockdowns and things like that. But I think in the end, we're all pretty grateful that we got that little bit of extra time just to write it because, um, yeah, we did use that time to sort of refine it and, um, really make it like, the best that we felt that it could be so yeah we're we're really excited um we're really proud of it it's definitely like the most proud we've ever been of anything we've created so we're just really excited to have something new out there again and um yeah give people something fresh to listen to one of the first singles off the new record is sour tell us more about that and how the song came to be yeah, um, Sour was actually one of the last songs written for the record. So we had um, an instrumental idea that we'd taken into the studio that I hadn't written any vocals for that we 
had been trying to we liked the vibe of it so we'd been trying like been trying to get something done for it vocally so that it could be on the record but we just couldn't seem to get anything to really gel um and so it was sort of in the last week of of our recording time we started to mess around with it a bit and um our producer Jack and some of the guys sort of rewrote the instrumental bass so it was still in the same sort of vibe like it had the same feeling but just with some different chords and slightly different structure um and as soon as that was changed um the vocals just flowed really quickly so I think it just needed that little change to really um let me connect with it so yeah um then the vocals sort of flowed really quickly I think we like I wrote the chorus in about an hour and then just sort of got the verses um together in like the next day or so um and when I was writing it I was like yeah this is you know this is pretty cool I think it's all right and then I showed our producer and he was like, are you serious? Like, this could be the best chorus on the record. Like, where did this come from? And I was like, I don't know, but here it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, really stoked that we managed to get that one together because it definitely is one of our favourites. And, you know, once we had the record together and, you know, started, like our team started to hear it and stuff, everyone was like, yeah, like we love this track. So I'm really glad that we managed to make it work because it's definitely a favourite on the record. Really dig the song Sour. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Where did you get your inspiration for music from? Um, I, I mean, I grew up in a house that always had music on. Um, like even now when I go back to my parents' house, like there's always the radio on or, you know, like a speaker playing music. There's always music in the car. Um, so, yeah, there was just sort of music everywhere. Um, all the time and like my dad played a bit of acoustic guitar and liked to sing um, and I had an uncle who was like in bands and stuff um, when he was younger and a couple of cousins that were into like uh, they sort of played in like metal bands and stuff when I was growing up so um, yeah there was always like music around and I think as I as I got older and started to get more interested in music and especially like alternative music I started to also take an interest in um performing and then once I got to um like high school like the seventh grade I was really shy so it wasn't something that came naturally to me um but I had a teacher that I guess could kind of see that I had that like I wanted to do that but I just needed a bit of a push so she pretty much just like forced me out of my comfort zone and like essentially forced me to get up and perform um at school events which at the time was you know absolutely horrifying but I'm very grateful now that she um did make me do that even when I <laughs> um, definitely protested so yeah I guess that's it just sort of always having music around and um just seeing you know like I just remember seeing like live performances, especially of alternative bands and just thinking like, that looks amazing. You know, like I, I want to do that. I just want to be that person on stage. So yeah. Very good. And how's the music scene in Newcastle? Um, the music scene in Newcastle is an interesting one. So it, it tends to sort of come and go in waves. Like there'll be, you know, a year or two where it's really strong and thriving and there's heaps of new bands. And then it kind of um, ebbs and it goes into like a bit of a downturn. So 
it kind of feels like we're in one of those lower points at the moment. Um, that said, there's absolutely still bands here and there's still a music scene here, but I think Newcastle has been hit really hard by the fact that there's a real lack of all ages venues. Um, when we were a younger band, there was, you know, there was places that young bands could play and that like kids could come out to shows and get involved. Whereas now there just isn't that like there's, you know, there's a few bars and places you can play, but there's nowhere really for young bands to play and for kids to come and get involved. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, Newcastle, but the people here are still really supportive. Like when they, um, you know, when there is a show on and they do turn up, turn out, like it's always such a good time. It's just, yeah, Newcastle gets hit really hard by like restrictions and venue closures and that sort of stuff. So yeah, I think it, if there was a way to sort of, you know, inject some life back into it and have some stable venues and especially all ages venues, that would be awesome. Um, Cause yeah, there's definitely, there's still people here that want that, but it's just, it's difficult. But hopefully like there will be some new venues that will open up all ages. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Cause like I remember as, as a teenager and stuff, like going to, to gigs um like we were from a small country town like two hours from newcastle but i remember coming to shows in newcastle and even when we were playing the shows and that's kind of what inspires you in a way as well to want to be in a band so if you don't have that experience as a kid like going to those gigs i guess you don't really see it as as an option of like forming a band and there's nowhere for young bands to really like cut their teeth and do that sort of stuff but i have faith that it'll come back yeah how many countries have Eat Your Heart Out played? How many countries? Mm-hmm. Well, I know we've played three continents. So Australia, America, and Europe. <laughs> I don't know the exact number off the top of my head because I'd have to like count all the European countries that we went to <laughs> in April. Um, but yeah, three, three continents. So I know that much, um, which is amazing. Like the fact that we've even had the opportunity to play shows outside of Australia, like blows our mind because that's the dream. Like, it, you know, when you're a teenager or whatever, and you just think, I want to go on tour overseas. So like when it actually happens, it's amazing. Like it's a, I don't know, it still blows my mind a little bit that we've had that opportunity. So yeah, I'm sorry I don't have an exact number answer for you without um doing some maths. I need like a bit of paper here to add it up. But <laughs> oh, good. What were some of your favorite memories of playing in America? America was so fun. Like the whole thing was just the best time. Like um, you know, majority of the shows were absolutely amazing. Like the crowds that came out to watch the shows like we were the opening band when we went to America back in 2018 and in Australia sometimes as the opening band you anticipate that you'll play to an empty room because a lot of the time you know people come later so we didn't know what to expect like we we were like it's cool that we're out here but we might be playing to nobody every night but that was not the case at all like every single night you know by the time we went on stage just after doors opened like the room was already full so that was absolutely phenomenal. Um, everyone that we got to meet after the show, like at the merch table or around the venue was was so lovely. Um, but I think my favourite memory of of being in America was actually the show we played on Halloween um, because 
we all got to dress up. Like Halloween isn't it's it's a thing here, but it's not as big as the US. So we went all in. We like dressed up as um Mystery Inc., like Scooby Doo gang. And like <laughs> it was such a fun time. We like ran on stage. I like introduced us as Mystery Inc. Um and we just had the best show. Like it was so fun. I think just because it was Halloween, everyone was just in the mood to, you know, to really have fun and party. So that show was definitely um, just that night in general was one of my favorite memories for sure. Are there any female front women you look up to as role models? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, when I was a teenager um, and still now, like I'm a massive fan of Paramore, like most people that were emos in the 2000s. Um, <laughs> so Hayley Williams obviously really like led the way for a lot of female fronted and like emo rock bands I mean even like the more commercial side I suppose like Avril Lavigne I definitely looked up to a lot when I was younger and I mean now there's there's so many um there's so many women just absolutely killing it in the scene like Michaela from yours truly Bonnie from Stand Atlantic like good friends of ours from you know we're all from around the same sort of area in Australia um, like Edith from Meet Me at the Altar, she's absolutely slaying it. I don't know. There's so many, and it's it's the best. Like it's it's just so good that there's so many more women involved. And yeah, I definitely look up to all of them because they all kill it. Definitely. And I've seen her more live, and wow, what a phenomenal show! Yes, I agree. I've I've seen them live a couple of times as well, and um, yeah absolutely amazing show um they never yeah i don't think they could put on a bad show if they tried <laughs> i don't think so what do you hope listeners will get from the new record oh that's always a difficult one because like i know what the record means to me and what i get from it but i suppose you can never really um exactly decide for people what they'll get out of it but i mean i hope people connect with it i hope that you know the the lyrics can like they can connect with the lyrics with their own like situations and sort of, you know, see themselves in that if, if that helps. And I hope it's an enjoyable listening experience, like sonically. I hope they enjoy the music and I hope that they enjoyed enough to want to come see it live. Cause I think at the end of the day, like for us, that's what it's about really is like getting to play the songs live. So I hope that people connect with it enough that they want to come and experience it in a live setting because obviously it's not exactly the same as the record so yeah that's what I would hope right on and do you have any pre-show ritual we've never really had anything specific that's like we have to do this usually everyone kind of has their own thing so like I always do some vocal warm-ups um I usually drink like a red bull <laughs> drink some water Jake our drummer always does like his little like drum warm-ups and the other guys usually just drink a couple of beers make sure the guitars are in in tune ready to go um but yeah we've never really had anything specific I think it's always just making sure that our instruments and in my case like my voice feel ready to go and as long as we're confident in that then we feel good like we feel ready so yeah but I don't know maybe we should come up with a special ritual <laughs> something a bit out there maybe it's what we need when you come back from touring and you're all stressed out what do you do to de-stress and recharge your battery 
It's funny because I was talking about this with Will, um, the guitarist in our band the other day. Like for us being on tour is that's where we don't feel stressed, I suppose. Like touring inherently is kind of a stressful environment, but for us we we feel probably the least stressed when we're on tour just because, you know, every day you're like, This is what I have to do. The only thing that is your job on tour is to play the show. So, like, as long as you, you know, play your, your 40 minutes or whatever and you play it well, that's the only thing that matters. It doesn't really matter what else is going on as long as you do that, you know, that show and you do it well. But I guess when we do get home from tour, the way that we kind of, like, decompress is, for me, usually just watching some Netflix, like, just catching up on, like, whatever shows I've been wanting to watch, just hanging out with my cats taking a shower in my own shower and not having to work out how to use some other weird alien spaceship shower in somebody's house Um, (laughs) and showering for as long as I want without feeling guilty that I'm like, you know, 10 other people have to shower after me and I got to make sure I, you know, don't use all the hot water. So, yeah, I guess just the little things of being at home and just being in your own space again. What's your favorite food? Oh, I'd say pretty much anything that's like a pasta, um, anything pasta based. So probably when I was a kid, it was like mac and cheese. I'm vegan now, so that takes away some of those options, I suppose. But like I would say just a vegan mac and cheese or like a vegan carbonara would probably be my favorites. Just always hits the spot. Yeah, and I love pasta too. And I'm actually having pasta for dinner tonight. Oh, nice one. Yeah. I've had I had pasta the last couple of nights actually. It's uh <laughs> it's always a good choice. Oh yeah. Definitely a solid choice. How can more listeners find out about Eat Your Heart Out? I think like following us on our social media, um, our handle on everything is EYHO band. Um, that's kind of where we keep keep everybody updated and um, you know, we try to keep it a little bit different on each one as well. So like you know, we've got like TikTok now, like everybody. And that's where we kind of post a lot more like behind the scenes stuff of, you know, like music videos and rehearsals and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I would say like following us on our social media, you know, following us on like streaming services as well, like Spotify, Apple Music, um, because that way you get notified when we've got a new release coming out. And yeah, just don't be afraid to drop us a comment or send us a message. We you know, try to reply to, to everyone and we love chatting to people. So yeah, in this in this day and age, I'd say online is the best way. But of course, if, if we're out at a show and people are attending, we're always hanging around. Like we, we're very social. We're definitely not like one of those bands that just likes to sit in the green room. We love to talk to anyone and everyone. So we'll always be like around the merch table or outside the venue and love to have a chat. So yeah. Great. And that's like the best experience is, you know, when you're at a show, when you're at a gig, meeting a band and having a chat with them, taking pictures, seeing autographs. And it just makes the show a lot more memorable. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel you like I, I definitely remember um, shows that I've gone to and when I've got to meet members of the band or the crew, like that always is very exciting and just getting to have a chat and like in my case, you know, like express my appreciation for them. And it's just, yeah, I, 
I loved that experience as well. And as I said, we just like to talk to people and especially if we're in a, um, you know, a country that's not Australia, um, just getting to, you know, chat to people that are local and find out like, you know, the best bars to go to or the best restaurants or what we should do while we're in the city. Like you can't really, um, you know, replicate that experience. So yeah, it's really cool and we love it. Uh, and best of luck on the new record. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And anything else you want to add? Um, just that uh, anybody listening, like as we've said, got a new record called Can't Stay Forever coming out on September 9th through Fearless Records. Um, we're really excited about it and really proud of it. And yeah, we'd love it if you would check it out and give it a listen. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for joining me tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much. This was awesome. Going to play a song by Eat Your Heart Out right after this short message. This is Caitlin from Eat Your Heart Out, and you're listening to Hitting the High Note. Next, I'll play Eat Your Heart Out's newest single, Sour, off their new record coming out next month on September 9th, which is titled Can't Stay Forever. This is Sour by Eat Your Heart Out.
for Caitlin Henry of Eat Your Heart Out. I'm Kevin Cusack. Thank you all for listening to Hitting the High Note, and have a blessed day. Thank you.